Rumpa pump pump. No, no. <laughs> what? That's not it. I know. I did. I I did it because it was. It said pump at the end, and pump is a funny word. You didn't even get the tune right. Ah, oh, I did a different one. Well, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Why would you want to be trapped in the house? I mean, just because they've got no place to go, it is basically just you know. Eventually, you will starve to death. They're not thinking it through. You could eat the snow like they do in the young ones. You could eat the other person. Exactly. That's what you need to eat. So yeah. Or the, eat fu- them. Or the fire. Kill and eat them. What if the person, exactly, there's a fire, there's another person. Oh, oh, I've been reading about Viking funerals. It's horrible. When a chieftain dies, slaves and servants are asked who will die with him. The one who volunteers cannot alter the decision. In this particular case, it was a woman who was treated with great courtesy while the burial was being prepared. On the day of the funeral, the chieftain's ship was drawn up on land and people walked around it and said words. A beer was placed on it and an old woman called the Angel of Death. She was responsible for the preparations. The dead body, which up till now had been laid in a grave, was taken up and dressed in splendid garments specially made for the occasion. He was seated among his cushions in the tent on the ship with an alcoholic drink, food, aromatic herbs and all his weapons. Then a dog, two horses, two cows, a cock and a hen were killed and placed on the ship. The woman who was to die went round to each tent in the camp and had sexual intercourse with its owner. After this, she performed various other rituals. She was raised three times above something which looked like a doorframe and said, I see my master sitting in paradise and it is beautiful and green and with him are men and slaves or youths and he calls me. Lead me to him. Then she killed a hen and was taken to the ship, took off her jewellery, drank two beakers and sang and was finally taken to a tent to her dead master by the angel of death. Six men followed her into the tent and had sexual intercourse with her and then she was killed. The closest relatives of the deceased now lit the firewood under the ship. Others threw more flaming brands on the fire. Within one hour, everything was burnt. Then they built a mound on the spot and raised a pole at its centre with the name of the chieftain and his king on it and went away. Merry Christmas, everyone! That's a lot of sex. I don't know how many tents there were, but there must have been more than two. Otherwise, they just said, oh, she had sex. Future tents and present tents. You're an idiot. Welcome to Sex Oppo. This is a podcast where we work out what's the opposite of things. They don't have a natural opposite. I'm Simon. Hello, Izzy, and your Viking Hello. funeral. I know. Well, I, I've got to do. Um, I'm going to do a, a, a Z this dead this special on Ethelfled, and so if I go to do about Ethelfled, you have to talk about Vikings a bit because they were in the UK and stuff. Yeah. But that's a lot of sex. It's a lot of sex. It's a lot. It's a lot of tense. Oh, I feel quite. I feel quite sore thinking about it. <laughs> Oh, it's been a week, isn't it? What's that thing? There's um, there's a woman who was married. Was she married to who was she married to? I think she was married to Caligula, and she was the one who set up a brothel and had sex. Um, tried to beat the brothel um lady who ran the brothel into how many people she could have sex with in an evening. And the prostitute said to her, "Madam, you have a vagina made of leather." God, <laughs> that's horrible. You're obsessed, uh, yeah. obsessed with sex this morning. Have you had porridge? No. No, I haven't oh. yet. That's partly it. I've, oh. I've been to the gym. I did tornado class. What? Most classes, what you do is you do an exercise and they work out a way of you repeating it where you continually try to do better. This one, you do 40 exercises in 40 minutes. Yeah, it's quite a lot. 
And uh, so I did that. But worse than that, Simon, I went to Waitrose afterwards to like pick up some food for today. And oh my God, it's four days till Christmas. It's the last Saturday before Christmas, everybody. And as a result, there are grannies everywhere, like blocking people getting to the shelves, going, I think we need more sprouts. It's always sprouts, isn't it? Always sprouts. There's sprouts on offer. They're, they're just inundated with sprouts. Also, I've got people parking outside my house to go into Waitrose because it's closer than some of the cars in the car. Park. <laughs> have we done the opposite <laughs> of sprouts? We have. The opposite of sprouts is... Is it Ferrero Rocher? No, it's grapes. Although Ferrero Rocher is a pretty good answer. Anyway, we should get on with this. Rather than like, massive history lessons of moaning at old women with basketfuls of sprouts. She could have been an angel of death. She could have been. She could be getting her sprouts for the funeral pyre. Jim wants to know, what is the opposite of a Christmas jumper? We're doing a Christmas theme. Okay. Cause... Okay. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, just do that for an hour. It's no, Christmas. no, that's not our joke. It's not our I don't joke. Care. Simon. I don't care. Why don't you care? Because it's Christmas. <laughs> anyway, go you on. hadn't hit the microphone then. That would have been really funny. Um, I think I banged okay. the desk. Sorry. No, 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 no. It just went. It's... Uh, uh, I, just did, I just did a fart, obviously. A yeah. wet, sloppy fart. Best sort. That apparently, according to Dimitri Martin, is the best way to avoid being tickles. That people go, oh, are you ticklish? And you go, yes, and I have diarrhoea. <laughs> That's... That's nice. Um... Oh, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? The opposite I of Christmas saying... jumpers. Oh, um, it'll be a bikini of some sort. Why will it be a bikini? Because of the or weather implications. Well, no, because you can have Christmas in Australia. Exactly. <sighs> is that I what Christmas that, in Australia is? Exactly. Is it the summer? No, I had... Yeah, no, I, I had a Christmas in Australia in back in 1993. Yeah. Um, I've got a picture of me in my little jelly sandals. Your jellies. Um, yeah, yeah, my jellies. Anyway, so, yeah, what? No. Oh. No, your jellies. No. no. My jelly. My jelly. My jelly. Happy Christmas. Ah, 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 City ah. Soppo. City Soppo. That's New Zealand, though. No, it's New Zealand is City Soppo. City Soppo. City Soppo. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, come on, let's go with it. Okay, the opposite of a Christmas jumper is an Easter hat. Well, it could be um an Easter Easter egg warmer. That's true. I don't know though. I think that's that's not a real. Is it those um what are those dresses that girls wear when they get christened in Catholic churches? Is it that? Uh, I, like uh, a wedding dress, but not a wedding dress. Uh, Actually, a wedding dress. It's a wedding dress, Simon. Why is it a wedding dress? Is it? Because Christmas jumpers are cheap and. You wear them every year, they're repeatedly worn, they're hideous, and everybody thinks, oh, a Christmas jumper. And a wedding dress, you have an entirely different... Attitude. And it's mainly men who wear them, let's, play, let's be honest yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except Sarah It's mainly Lund. women... Yeah, Sarah Lund. Sarah Lund. Um, Sarah Lund. Um, <laughs> really, I'm just talking absolute <laughs> nonsense today. Shut up, I'm just making random noises. So, so... <laughs> so... A wedding dress is the opposite because you only wear it once. Yeah. It's mainly women who wear them. They yeah. look excellent. Uh, they don't go, they do. That's the whole point of them. Some look, they look terrible. Excellent. Well, they don't look terrible. They look, they look terrible compared to other wedding dresses, not like compared to, like, you know, a Christmas jumper. See, I think this whole uh, ironic love of Christmas jumpers is annoying because Christmas jumpers are good. I like Christmas jumpers. I like no, jumpers don't. of all you sorts. You like good jumpers. Sarah Lund does not wear a Christmas jumper. Oh, Sarah yeah. Lund is wearing a jumper. A Christmas jumper is a hideous thing with glitter sewn into it. And sewn Christmas in? Who sews glitter in? Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. not stitching. <laughs> 
they, 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 they do. They, they have like glitter strands in them. They sparkle. Sparkle. They've got like, they've got like reindeer on them. Saraland wouldn't wear a reindeer thing. She wears a nice, decent jumper. Admittedly, it's a winter jumper. It's not a Christmas jumper. Christmas jumpers, an extra level of hideousness. Okay, that's a fair point. There's a difference between a, a, a winter jumper and a Which Christmas Which is fair jumper. enough to enjoy and to like a lot. Yes. All right, then. Jim, the opposite of a Christmas jumper is a wedding dress, it seems. Now, Paul wants to know, what is the opposite of a Christmas cracker? Mm. Now, how old do you think Christmas crackers are? Mm, 1880s. Oh, not bad. 1847 was the first use. Mm. It was invented by a man called Tom Smith, who made bonbon sweets, but his uh, sales were tanking. So he started He's doing... He's a brown belt, this Tom. Tom got his brown belt this year. Well done, Tom. That's Tom Smith. When they were tanking, he came up with other ideas, which was to put love messages inside them. And then he heard this the, the crack thing, the click, you know, the, the, the banger bit. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. The crackle bit of a cracker. And he put them in, but that necessitated making the, the wrapper much bigger. Um, I, I also originally say, called Cossacks. When Tom Smith went to South Korea recently, mm. he went over there and the South Koreans were like, oh my God, can I get a photo with you? And he's like, why? And he's like, oh my God. And they started like putting all over their like profiles and stuff, like pictures of him with them. And he's like, I'm not famous. And then somebody shows him um, a kid's book mm. where they learn English. <laughs> and it's the adventures of Tom Smith. That's very good. It's oh, nice. Uh, so the opposite of a Christmas cracker. Well, hang on. It, I have another fact okay. about Christmas crackers. You are not allowed to take them on aeroplanes in America. What about party poppers? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Are you say are you also suggesting that a party popper is the opposite of a no? Christmas? It's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's same thing. It's it's too they're too similar. I'd say the opposite of a Christmas cracker because it's got a surprise inside. You've got the joke. You've got the hat. You've got the little plastic bit of shit. That you imagine might be ever used never never use it mm-hmm. like the opposite of that is a total letdown which is an overly tight balloon an overly tight bal- oh well, like before it's inflated yeah oh yeah they mm. have you ever made your eyeballs burst by blowing one of those up no oh my that would be They'd ridiculous wouldn't it I mean the amount of the amount of you know foreplay those things need before you mm. can even begin to blow them up lots and of even rubbing when and... you do yeah, oh, seriously you got to heat them them, you've got to like put your fingers in them you've got to stretch them out a bit and even then they don't blow up proper so it's one of those really tight frustrating balloons it's incredibly filthy about the phrase tight frustrating balloons i don't know why it's true I mean, well, the fact that they require foreplay is a uh, foreplay is the best bit. Not with a balloon. Not with they're like well, maybe not with a balloon. They're there's not, a, there's not a condom as... joke there. I'm not going there. Okay, but they they they're just really annoying. They're the biggest disappointment. Whatever you get in your cracker, it's got to be nicer than an overly tight balloon. Also, once I managed to get one of those, you know, to blow up a little bit, and even then, it nearly killed my lungs. And then I couldn't tie it because there wasn't enough rubber in the end bit to actually tie it's just oh it's terrible i'm not talking about your your normal balloons with like a little neck i'm talking about the evil one what about the hand pump thing for them oh fuck the hand pump thing that's cheating i would not fuck a hand pump why not well, you, i think simon you just <laughs> described your sex life <laughs> 
Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, okay, an overly tight balloon. It is well, what else would it be? They they're covered in flour as well, aren't they? Not flour. I don't mean flour. Sure. Powder. Powder. Latex yeah. powder or something. Stop them sticky. Well, otherwise they stick together in the bag. I don't know if you've ever opened a bag of old balloons. They, Never they opened a bag of old balloons. No. They if they get moisture in there, they all stick together and form a clump of hard plastic. The phrase "opened a bag of old balloons" does sound like you've got wind. <laughs> I've had too many sprouts, Grandma. Oh, open a bag of old balloons. (laughs) Right, anyway, Paul, the opposite of a Christmas cracker is an overly tight balloon. Uh, Now, William wants to know, what is the opposite of Charles Dickens? Uh, Horrible man, indeed. Well, they're all horrible. I mean, however, it's not even that. It's it's bloody... My name's Pip, short for Pirip. Fuck you. Just fuck you. I remember thinking that, age 13, having to read Great Expectations, got to that line and was like, I hate you. I hope you hurt. Oh, you're doing really well. Well, good for you. <laughs> Git. <laughs> he wrote 15 novels and five novellas and hundreds of short stories, apparently. Yeah. Short stories, short stories are better. No, they're all right. Some of them are good. Well, they're short. Stick... <laughs> you get to the exactly. end of Exactly. They have to it. stick to a plot and there isn't a guy called, I'm Mr. Pickawick of Pockawick Pack. And I do a thing. And I've got... Oh, look, I'm poor. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> oh, anyway. I'm um, sure we're uh, doing Dickens really like a disservice. Oh, no, people love him. Yeah. People absolutely adore him. I, I can't get into him. I, I, I think uh, school ruined it for me. Yeah, I think like, Him and Thomas Hardy. Oh, God, Thomas Hardy does my nutting. It's all these Ugh. men who wrote for... Because the trouble is, they were writing for magazines, yeah. and so they hadn't got a plot together. Yeah. They kind of had a vague idea, and so that it's never edited as a whole object. Yeah, it was right. never a novel. It was always in parts, and so it's... Oh. So what we really need is we need an author who's really, really, like... Tight. Precise. <laughs> yeah, tight with, like, everything they say. It could be a poet, I suppose, because um, it could be somebody, like, really, you know... When I'd vote Larkin, because I love Larkin. Oh, it could be... Um, oh, I want to say Marlowe. Do you want to mean Marlowe? Christopher Marlowe, Shakespearean. No, no, Edge. the short story writer who... Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. That's doing my head. Or it could be Saki, the short story writer. I, do you know what I think it is? If you want, like... The thing with Dickens is it lacks plot, in my opinion. <laughs> lacks plot. <laughs> I, la- I I don't care. What about Christmas Carol? Plot. That's got plot. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It's about the redemption it, of a basic- man. Uh, yeah, but the redemption's stupid. He doesn't do anything. He just lets people show him shit. He doesn't actually... <laughs> I mean, he's like, basically, a man watches television and changes his opinion. There's no drive of Scrooge there. Nothing Scrooge does changes. It's all, he got visited randomly. He didn't, like, cause them to visit. Do you know what I mean? It's all... Yeah, y- y- It all happens sense. to him. It happens to him by the universe for no reason other than, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, yeah, I think you're being Do a bit harsh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think you're being a bit harsh, though. But all I'm saying is, if you compare that to Agatha Christie... <laughs> Where everything, no, seriously, no, no, everything uh, yeah, is yeah, entirely yeah. like character driven. You care about random twats, like, and they're much more twattish than the people in the blooming, you know. Do, do you want to? I'll let you into a secret. I have never read an Agatha Christie book. <gasps> You'd love it. It's, I'm it's sure I would. Brilliant. It, it's literally, and then Poirot, like, how did he get this guy dies because he's on an aeroplane, he's got a dart in his neck, and everyone's like, how did he do it? And so Poirot gets on an aeroplane with a large bloke dart and just points it around to see if people notice. 
yes, they notice. Of course they do. It's, uh, of course they do. So how did he do it? No, it's brilliant because she sets up something where you... She basically thinks about the person reading it. It's polite. It's like, hey, I'm going to interest you about something. You're going to want to know this rather than Dickens just going, I'm just going to do a random thing. Or worse, is Thomas Hardy just going, I'm just going to describe some shit I saw one day and you're going to be mesmerised. No, I'm not. No, I am not. Anyway, Agatha Christie. <laughs> Agatha Christie. Now, I know this is a dumb question, and you're going to roll your eyes. Did she do any other stories that weren't Poirot or Marple? Don't know. Oh, yes, you know, she did stories which weren't Poirot or Marple, but I don't know if she did anything that wasn't crime fiction. Anyway, point anyway, is, yes, that you're is quite the right. Answer. The opposite William of Charles Dickens is Agatha Christie. Therefore, this week we worked out that the opposite of Christmas jumper is a wedding dress. The opposite of Christmas cracker is an overly tight balloon. And that the opposite of Charles Dickens is Agatha Christie. You may plug your other podcasts. On New Year's Day, please listen to Radio 4 at 3.30 for Making History with me and Tom Holland, the sexy one. No, not the sexy one. The, the historian one, um, which is sexy if you like. Anyway, point is, it's on, on New Year's Day at 3.30. Please listen. And also, if you can spare the time, uh, go on BBC Sounds, leave us a review there, or ideally write to BBC Feedback and say how wonderful you think Izzy is earning a living doing what she loves. On uh, broadcast really radio, which doesn't count broad- as a podcast. National, national broadcast radio. International. Oh, anyway, so point is, uh, do that. Also, uh, listen to the Z-List Dead List. I'm hoping to have an episode about Viking sex. Um, I mean death, I mean Vikings Just generally Anglo-Saxons, well Saxons and Anglo Anyway, point is, that should be out Hopefully sort of Christmas Day, Boxing Day Something like that And then, uh, uh, what else do I do? Is that it? Oh yeah, the British Museum member cast (laughs) I knew stuff You do loads Too much, one might say Read and buy my books Because it's Christmas And it is the spirit of buying books Or something Simon, you see, writes better plots than Dickens (sighs) Yeah, you do, because he doesn't. You don't do as good characterful, like, talking about London being like a brontosaurus. That was good. I like that. <laughs> I like that bit. I like the bit where you're just reading about, like, the opening. It's Tale of Two Titties, isn't it? That one bit. That one bit. That's good. Yippee-ki-yay, Merry Christmas and all that. Happy Easter. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.